1: This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Um,. I see it's not a very lively crowd in the chat room tonight, but hey, that's cool and all. But so tonight's show, we're going to be uh, focusing on uh, Supreme Court shenanigans, recent decisions, and other stuff along the way. But first and foremost, I got to give a shout out to the wonderful, wonderful people over at Bilt Bar, the makers of the finest. Protein bars in the world. Ah, uh, I have it on good authority. Soon they will be having a re-release of two of their more popular flavors that will probably be sold out almost instantaneously because they are that freaking good. Um, Yeah, I, I'm not big into protein bars and all that, but these things are amazing. They're like a candy bar. If you ever get the chance to get uh, the chocolate chip cookie dough or the coconut brownie ones, and you can eat wheat and gluten and all that, buy them. I'm warning you now, do it, because when those things come out, they are gone fast. But these things are high in protein, low in carbs. Uh, You know, I think the most net carbs I've seen in one is seven. These are absolutely great, especially if you are, you know, you're not diabetic but you still got that you're diabetic but you still got the sweet tooth. You're a keto dieter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Steve says, ah, why get like a candy bar? Why can you just get a candy bar? Sticking his tongue out emoticon. Um but these things are absolutely amazing. Uh go to relent oh my gosh. I have gotten completely sidetracked. Uh, Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% or click the link in the show notes, and it'll take you right there. Be able to save that 10%. BuiltBar.com, absolutely the best protein bars in the history of protein bars. All right, so getting into news of Supreme Court shenanigans and tomfoolery. You also have to always have to include the Tom So the big thing that happened: the Democrats. Oh, we're not we're not going to pack the Supreme Court. We're not going to pack the Supreme Court. Well, they decided to turn around, and Joe Biden is putting together a blue ribbon panel commission. And apparently somebody thinks I want information on Joe Biden. Shut up, use my watch loves to talk. Um, so so President Biden has put together his blue ribbon panel commission on expanding the Supreme Court. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have 13 federal district courts in the United States. So we should have one judge per district court. Except we don't run it that way. We run it as okay, these are the this is the panel of, you know, of jurists who are going to go over the the complaints and Are they in line with the Constitution or are they not? And I know we've had five, we've had ten, we've had seven. We currently have nine Supreme Court judges. The only problem with wanting to expand to 13 because, you know, well, we have to make sure there's a judge to represent each district. The problem is they don't have a judge from each district representing it. You just, that's getting a little crazy with it. However, the Democrats are still pissed because Donald Trump had the ability to seat Three, three, three judges during his term, and don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Pardon me. I I have no qualms. Ah, okay. I don't have a whole lot of qualms with his picks. I don't. I mean, grant yes. Ah, yeah. Mitch McConnell, he wouldn't seat Merrick Garland, but he wouldn't even hold a vote. Well, okay, next time there's an opening and it's an election year, how about you hold, hold the majority in the Senate and you can make that determination? Now, don't be wrong. I do believe that Mitch McConnell should have brought Merrick Garland before a full vote of the Senate, and then he would have been voted down. Period. End of story. Uh, Kim wants to know if uh, Senator Turtle, a.k.a. Mitch McConnell, does he get straws up his nose? Only if there's cocaine involved, because, you know, he is cocaine Mitch. Of course... If you've ever seen Cocaine Mitch on Cocaine, he's about this speed right here. He's slightly more intelligible when he speaks. He's not quite as... <laughs> which... Mitch McConnell's kind of... He's got... He, he's further ingratiated himself into my I hate you list. Because when Joe Biden announced that we are going to pull troops out of Afghanistan, hopefully by September 11th, it's a really bad day to pick that. Well, this is a determined enemy. We are fleeing and uh, we are retreating. We haven't destroyed the enemy yet. All right, Mitch, you were in the Senate for how long? During that time, why didn't Republicans, when they held the majorities in the House and the Senate and the White House, why didn't you all authorize all-out warfare, go in, wreck shop, break everything, come home? Oh, my gosh. But for Mitch McConnell come out and say now, that this is a horrible idea that we should be pulling out right, you know, because we haven't defeated them. Oh my God, Mitch, shut up. But, anyways, back to the task at hand. Uh, this is a Breitbart article. It's from a couple days ago when all this crap broke about wanting to pack the court. Democrats admit to packing Supreme Court for political reasons. Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump broke the court. Democrats admit radical legislation to pack the Supreme Court is for political reasons during a press conference Thursday. Senator Ed Markey, Democratic Socialist from Massachusetts, said legislation to pack Supreme Court from the nine justices to 13 is necessary because Republicans broke the court through Legitimate appointments. Quote. Make no mistake about it. The court is broken because leader Mitch McConnell and his Senate Republican colleagues and Donald Trump broke it. End quote. Marky points to the slight 5-4 conservative majority on the court that has caused the crisis of confidence in our country. The Republicans stole two seats on the Supreme Court. And now it is up to us to repair that damage. Our democracy is in jeopardy today because the Supreme Court is standing, because the Supreme Court standing is sorely damaged. The way we repair it is straightforward. We can undo the damage that the Republicans have done by restoring balance. And we do it by adding four seats to the court to create a 13-member Supreme Court. Markey also acknowledged that Democrats must terminate the filibuster to achieve the court realignment. Quote, we must expand the court and we must abolish the filibuster to do it, Markey said. Rep- Representative Jabba the Hutt, I-, I mean Jerry Nadler, they look so similar. I mean, Jabba doesn't wear his pants quite up to his titties, so it's kinda It's hard to tell sometimes. Representative Jerry Nadler also joined Markey, Representative Hank Johnson, and Representative Mondaire Jones, and said, I'm glad to join my colleagues in introducing the Judiciary Act of 2021 to establish the Supreme Court size as 13. It's a nice number, Nadler added. Senator McConnell and Republicans packed the court over the last couple of years as Senator Markey outlined. Now, with Hank... Johnson, is he not concerned that you put 13 people on the Supreme Court? That's going to uh, tip over and uh, capsize. <laughs> Kim asked, "Job of the Hut? Are you sure he isn't Pizza Hut instead?" No, Pizza the Hut was far more entertaining and was a much more had a much more svelte waistline than Jerry Nadler. And besides, he ate himself to death. So, kind of whoopsie. Steve says, All those asshats are morons anyway. There shouldn't be any bias in the Supreme Court other than a constitutional bias. Amen! Hallelujah! Preach it! Now, lastly, no, there's no timeline for the bill to be processed through the House. According to Congressional Research Service, while Congress has expanded federal courts based on caseload in line with the Constitution. Quote, Some contend that expanding the court with the intent to shape the court's composition and obtain more favorable case outcomes for the president may raise constitutional questions. End quote. And that's also... It's also, uh, believe it or not, Aunt Nancy, Nancy Pelosi she somehow, through her vodka-induced stupor, realized that... yes uh, well, uh, this isn't such a good idea, That where well, I'm not going to allow a vote on expanding the Supreme Court to, to come on the House floor. Which is, you know, a good thing. Because, honestly... The the Democrats are all in a tizzy because oh my god. If they really wanted to, the Supreme Court could make six three rulings all the time. Oh my god. However, as we've noticed, Neil Gorsuch has a very, very independent streak to him. He gets kinda He rules by his interpretation of the Constitution, good or bad, he at least makes a constitutional argument for stabbing us in the face. Now, look at John Roberts. Oh, this ultra-conservative judge appointed by George W. Bush. Keep in mind, he has failed conservatives more often than not. Yeah, libertarian ninja says Gorsuch has a libertarian streak. Like I said, he, like I said, yeah, he will rule with the Constitution for ill or will, or for ill or fair. He he really really doesn't bother him because. I know, conservatives, you're against this, but the Constitution says it this is fine. And it it sucks. <laughs> nice Sydney. I read that as libertarian steak. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I I had a delicious, tasty chunk of uh filet that came uh, came off a cow we butchered last spring and I hated to see that last bit of steaks go, but oh, it was so good. And speaking of letting things go, I I took the last pour from my bottle of Booker's, and I'm going to tweet the photo, but you can tell it's unfiltered when there's a chunk of uh, char that comes out of the bottle into your glass when you fill it up. But... Yeah, as a John Roberts has proved absolutely useless as a uh as a conservative judge because well he never really seems to stick to anything ideological. He doesn't rule conservatively. He doesn't necessarily rule progressively or liberally, however you want to say it. But one thing's for damn sure, he rarely, if ever, rules constitutionally. Because, honestly, we don't need activist judges on the bench. We don't need activist judges on the right, just like we do not need activist judges on the left. We need judges who are going to go, yeah, 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 yeah. You you keep quoting case law at me. But what does the damn Constitution say? (laughs) Apparently, uh, me and Steve are a simpatico tonight because I keep stealing his lines before he can type them out in the live chat. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not listening to this live at 10 o'clock central on a Saturday night, well, I'm sure you have much more important things you'd rather be doing. Or much, much more important people you'd rather be doing. Hey, no judgments. No judgments for me. If, if, if There's things you'd rather do. That's cool. That's cool. I understand. But if you're not listening to this live, you're missing out on all the fun in the chat room. <laughs> Lady die. I'm just doing laundry. But, and every now and then the we have the administrations, they want things to not go to the Supreme Court. Because why? For instance, right now, the Biden administration is uh, trying to convince the Supreme Court not to hear a challenge to the all-male draft. (laughs) Well, um, the, uh, the live chat has gotten raunchy, and it, is, it has gone beyond PG-13, and I cannot repeat what's being said on this microphone. So yeah, headline, Biden administration asked the Supreme Court not to hear challenges to all-male draft. The registration requirement is one of the last sex-based classifications in federal law, the ACLU said. The Biden administration is asking the Supreme Court not to hear a lawsuit that arguing the all-male U.S. military draft is unconstitutional. Ah. The plaintiffs, the National Coalition for Men and Two Males, are being represented represented by the ACLU. Quote, The registration requirement is one of the last sex-based classifications of federal law. The ACLU said in their brief, it imposes selective burdens on men, reinforces the notion that women are not full and equal citizens, and perpetuates stereotypes about men's and women's capabilities. I will pause here. I agree that an all male draft for the United States military, when women are allowed to participate in the fun and games known as combat arms is discriminatory. If men are good enough to serve in combat arms and heaven forbid we enter into a military conflict where we have to have the draft, if women are allowed to be just as good as men and be able to, you know, be able to serve in combat arms alongside the dudes. Why aren't they being drafted? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lady I you a bun- bunch of scrotus. But the argument that, oh, was well, see, this is... Discrimination because you're saying women are less than men. That's not exactly the argument that I would have against... Women not being allowed to... Or not being forced to register for the draft. I say allowed because it's only a federal law that all men between the ages of 18 and 26 must enroll in the Selective Service. Because... Nothing says government service like conscription. Yes, being forced to serve, leading to some of the crappiest armies in the world. <laughs> the acting solicitor general, Elizabeth B. Priligar argued in her statement sent to, the, sent to the Supreme Court in earlier this... WHO WRITES THIS STUFF?! Better yet, who, Uh, where did I get this from? Just the news. John Solomon. Who is your editor, John? Seriously, this hurts my head. If a man can't do a cold read on a news article without getting hung up in the poor grammar or bad spelling, sweet Jesus, how am I supposed to do this job? Acting Solicitor General Elizabeth B. Prelegar argued in her statement sent to the Supreme Court earlier this month that the High Court should not decide the outcome of this matter because Congress is considering whether women should also be required to sign up for the Selective Service System, according to the Washington Post. That's one sentence! Ladies and gentlemen, where have we gotten in this society when... Editors can't even go, hey, that's like the longest run-on sentence in the history of the world. You might want to put a period in there so someone can catch their breath. The Selective Service System, which is the country's mandatory draft registration, now requires only males 18-26 sign up and provide information to the military should the draft be reinstituted. Any reconsideration of the constitutionality of the mail-only registration requirement however, would be premature at this time. The court should defer to Congress where possible in the sensitive military context. Congress set up a special commission to explore the possibility of women entering the draft. The last time the court heard the issue was in 1981 in the Rosker v. Goldberg case in which justices voted 6-3 against women for the draft. Yet this is a... Part of the insanity. Either A, we are an all-voluntary force. No one can be told, go to war or go to jail. Yet, we still have to register for the draft, just in case, just in case... We ever have to bring it back. You have to be registered. Well, okay, but we're not going to bring it back unless you know, we end up in an all-out, full-scale war against uh, Axis powers of Iran, China, and Russia. And yeah, we have a multi-front war that we have to fight, and we need all the bodies we can get. I don't see it happening. Now, is that to say, if we completely said, you know what? Screw the draft. It's not happening. And then, if that war were to kick off, could we reinstitute a draft without having to register people for it? Well, well, Yeah, it's it's not that hard. We've done it before, where it's like, well, crap, we need bodies. Yeah, start drafting them. Without having to register with Selective Service. So, I mean, it, it, it's like one of the dumbest arguments. And I, I will agree with the Solicitor General that if Congress is looking at it, either A, just get rid of the draft altogether, Or B, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a vote. And, yeah, Congress has now decided that women have to register for the draft. Which, seeing all the liberal, progressive feminazis having to go line up at the draft board to fill out their selective service cards will be a pleasure. Because... How many of these knuckleheads are so anti-war, anti-soldier, anti-cop? Yeah, the government's just gone working to keep you down, man. But at the same time, I want the government to pay for all my health care. Have you ever noticed the absolute inconsistency with (laughs) the left? There's people on the left who hate everything about the government, unless it's the government taking care of them in some way so they don't have to themselves. <laughs> nice to say, need ask, would we then need to specify the trans community also needs to register? Hey, hey, if it's a dude who identifies as a chick... I'm pretty sure at that point he, she, it no longer needs register because it doesn't identify. <laughs> Kim says she's too old to be drafted. If they tried to press me back in the service, I'd be like, I have a disability. Y'all pay me 80% because you broke me the first time around. Go away. And my final let's go to story before I go to break here. An impressive, yet at the same time, sad story. SCOTUS once again defends constitutional rights in California. This is from the Orange County Register. In another divided decision, the United States Supreme Court has come down against California's pandemic restrictions on the constitutionality-protected free exercise of religion. Uh, For the fifth time, The justices held that the state's rules illegally treat religious activities less favorably than secular ones. Huh Gee, no kidding, really? And between you and me, this is where a lot of the anger and frustration of the potential 6-3 vote comes from, because... They keep upholding personal liberty. (gasps) Oh, my God. The decision released Friday in Tandem v. Newsom involved the restrictions on in-home gatherings for such purposes as Bible study or prayer. A majority of the court said that the state could not limit in-home gatherings to a maximum of three households at the same time. Its rules allowed more than three households to be present with precautions in businesses such as restaurants and movie theaters dissenting justice elena kagan which let's face it she is more likely to vote on a for a conservative topic before the supreme court than john roberts Justice Elena Kagan wrote that the court was requiring the state to treat apples and watermelons the same. Well, that's an interesting one. Joined by Justices Stephen Breyer and Sonia Sotomayor, Kagan backed the Ninth Circuit's reasoning that the business's activities, quote, pose lesser risks, end quote, because private homes are smaller. People are more likely to have prolonged conversations. In social settings and enforcement of masking and distancing requirement is more difficult in a private setting. The majority rejected the generalization about private versus public buildings and said the government had failed to show that quote measures less restrictive of the First Amendment uh, less restrictive first amendment, amendment activity could not address its interest in reducing the spread of COVID if other activities are permitted with various safety measures, quote, precautions that suffice for other activities suffice for religious exercise too. Additionally, the majority said it's no defense to say the restrictions have been lifted when officials have, quote, a track record of moving the goalposts, end quote, and retain the authority to reimpose the same restrictions at any time which is what California has been doing for a long time with even before COVID. Even before COVID, we're going to put in this stupid rule. They get sued. It makes it before, right before it's going to go before the ninth. Court, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court. And then they go, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hey, we don't need to argue that because we're changing the rule. We're, we're taking it back. And when everyone's not looking, they bam, stick it again. This case was an appeal of the Ninth Circuit's refusal to grant an injunction that would have allowed the in home gatherings to continue while the underlying case is appealed. The Supreme Court's ruling. By the narrowest possible margin. I love, how, I love how they write that. By the narrowest possible margin. Says the applicants are, quote, likely to succeed on the merits of their free exercise claim and holds that they are irreparably harmed by the loss of free exercise rights for even minimal periods of time. To infringe these rights, the majority said, the state must show that public health would be imperiled by employing less restrictive measures. Uh, It all boils down to whether the state's public health rules will be given the benefit of the doubt during a health emergency or whether the benefit of the doubt goes to the people whose constitutional rights have been limited by those rules. More than one full year into California's declared state of emergency, the threshold of the benefit of doubt is rightfully getting higher and higher. Measures that were imposed early in the pandemic, when little was known about the virus that causes COVID-19 illness or how it is transmitted, should not be allowed to become the default, as if constitutional rights are automatically secondary to the best judgment of public officials. The reverse is true. Any infringement of fundamental constitutional rights is subject to strict scrutiny. The state is required to tailor restrictions as narrowly as possible to accomplish its purpose. But California Governor Gavin Newsom has fiercely defended his unlimited emergency powers, including an appeal of a legal defeat that will be heard by a state appellate court next week. Slowly and by a narrow margin, the courts are restoring constitutional order, and that's a healthy development. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop instead of having to go to a third party vendor now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com if you want to buy merch go to RelentlessDaring.com shop and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups you can get stickers, go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast and as always stay relentless Alright, um people may miss out on the live chat shenanigans. They also miss out on the awkward break silences too. Yeah, i that's something I've never gotten an answer from Podbean on. They can transmit my voice. Why can't they transmit any of my bump music or ads or anything else? Uh, Holy smokes, people. Anywho's. Now the I, I know I did those stories on SCOTUS, but really, I'm here this is the big story right now. Hollywood will protest against anybody and anything for any reason. Look look what happened with the Georgia voting laws. They get fed a line of bullcrap about <gasps> Uh, this is Jim Crow on steroids. And suddenly, we need to take all of our filming and production out of Georgia. I mean, it's true. I Major League Baseball, they moved the All-Star Game from Georgia to Colorado from A city with 31% African-American population to 3%. Huh. Weird. It's almost like they have no self-awareness when they're doing this dumb bull crap. But anywho, like I said, if you do anything that Hollywood doesn't like, they're going to boycott you. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Hollywood to boycott France. Did, did France institute some sort of voter ID law? Has France stopped leasing large, large box trucks to religious minorities because they may drive them through a the crowd on Bastille Day? No! No, ladies and gentlemen. France has instituted a far worse policy, one that strikes right at the heart of everything Hollywood stands for. France has outlawed sex with children under the age of 15, and Hollywood cannot stand for it. That's right. A culture that is based solely on the raping of each other until it's just one big circle rape. And people make jokes about it at the Oscars. Why are they not... Why are they not going after France and boycotting France? I mean, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski, God rest his soul, wherever it is, he would be incensed. Especially after his conviction for drugging and raping a 12-year-old. But, like I said, this is what Hollywood does. Hollywood is all about the rape. I I, I I, went on a tour of Hollywood. I was raped three times. It was ridiculous how how bad it is in Hollywood. Anyways, this article, uh, the hashtag MeToo movement, helped push France to toughen its rape law over sex with underage children. Paris... This is through Reuters. The French Parliament on Thursday adopted legislation that characterizes sex with a child under the age of 15 as rape and punishable by up to 20 years in jail, bringing its penal code closer in line with many other Western nations. While the age of consent was previously 15, prosecutions in France used to be required to Prove sex was non-consensual to obtain a rape conviction. Quote, this is an historic law for our children and our society. Justice Minister, Eric Dupont Moretti, told the National Assembly. I, I, I feel like I should be using a really bad French accent when I'm reading this. Oh ho, ho, no adult agrees we Will be able to claim the consent of a minor younger than 15 years old. Oh, ho, 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 he, he. But yeah. Like I said, Hollywood has painted itself into such a corner with years of the rumored casting couch. Harvey Weinstein and his Hands-on approach in casting young talent, if you may. The <laughs> nice to say, niece. Hey, you can't use that accent. Pepe Le Pew was canceled. <laughs> but so, my question is: Hollywood has made has made itself on rape. Uh, if you've ever played the game LA Noir. Great Xbox game for the makers of from the makers of uh, Grand Theft Auto. I mean, one of the levels in the game is you're investigating. you end up coming across that oh, there's a casting couch scene in the game where apparently st- Somebody's been doing some naughty things with young girls wanting to make it big in Hollywood in the 1940s. It, it's become culture. It was just a couple years ago that a number of big-name actresses, their names got read right off the Oscars I don't even remember who they were. I don't remember what the roles were for. I don't even remember who was doing the announcement. But the joke was, you can all stop pretending to like Harvey Weinstein now. I mean, come on. When it's become so just overbearing that it's now a joke, And the the best part is, if you throw this out there, like on Twitter, you tell tell some stuck-up celebrity that, yeah, uh, until Hollywood can stop raping everybody that, that, that comes in contact with them, they get so offended and butthurt. Oh, my gosh. It's like, it's so ridiculous. It's like, y'all have painted the culture through your actions or more specifically through your inaction when you know what's going on, but man, I, I know what he did with that girl was wrong, but I really need to cash this million dollar check. Ka-ching. I mean, who are you to get mad? I see stuff on Facebook all the time, making fun of uh, hillbillies, rednecks, Midwesterners. And it's like, <laughs> it's all true. I say OPE at least 500 times a freaking day. I'm not going to get mad over that. But if it's, a, if it's a stereotype that pisses you off, here's an idea. Work to break the stereotype. Hollywood gets mad that people make fun of them because there's nothing but one big giant cluster rape. Maybe you should try fixing that. Sure, there are there were some at the beginning of the uh, hashtag me too movement that really work to try to fix that, to hold people accountable. But then it turned into, it turned into Salem in the witch trials. Ah, crap. They're going to know that I was skipping church on Sunday and it's all going to come out in the wash. Wait, wait, wait. I know, I know, I know. I'll blame them. I'll say they cursed me because they're a witch. And that's what the Me Too movement really turned into. (sighs) Oh, no. Uh, I'm about to be exposed for something. Oh, my gosh. Um, That person over there sexually harassed me. They asked me out on a date twice. I mean... Uh, Harvey Weinstein's brother had to step down from Weinstein's or from, from the Weinstein company because he thought a woman who worked for the company was just being hard to get and he was being persistent and he kept asking her out on a date. Libertarian Ninja says, Hollywood doesn't get mad about you making fun of them. They get mad about you telling the truth about them. Absolutely. Um, I always like to do it in a playful manner, so maybe I'm telling the truth. Maybe I'm joking. You never can tell. (laughs) Steve. Steve. Their status, they can't change their culture unless government changes it for them. And since certain are with the government, also share in that culture. Mm. Yeah, I don't see that one changing very soon. Oh my gosh. But it's absolutely nuts. And don't get me wrong, I- I'm glad that, you know, the jet-setting Hollywood types can no longer go to uh, France and participate in certain activities with girls under the age of 15, legally. My question is how many of them are going to actually be prosecuted if they were to get busted for it? Probably zero. I mean, this is like... Currently, there is a, a, a case going through New York courts where a couple are trying to get a law overturned. Now, what law is this that they'd be working so adamantly to get thrown out because it's impeding with their love life? Well, this is a case where they are relatives who want to get married, but (laughs) the prohibition on consensual incest makes that kind of difficult. Yes, that's right. There's a couple. In New York, I, I haven't read the story. I can't tell you what the relationship is. But it is a, quote, consensual, incestuous relationship. The, and the, they want to get the ban on inc- on incest changed to allow for consent. Um, nice to say knee. Uh, referencing the, uh, the Hollywood rape culture. It's not offensive. If it's true, rule number four, um, this case in New York is definitely a rule number five violation. Just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Uh, Steve, apparently Steve has read the story, uh, uh, parent an adult and an adult child. Not sure if it's, uh, Mom, son, dad, daughter. I'm sorry. I just threw up all over my mic. I've got more whiskey. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Nice to say, Husseini, it's offensive if it's icky. Yes, indeed. And like I said, rule number five, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And this is part of where the whole, if you allow gay marriage, slippery slope argument really came in. Well, if you allow the gays to get married, then you uh, have a wild polygamy and incest. Brah. Pretty Princess Steve says they are trying to justify the repeal of the law on the basis that they will not be able to procreate. Hmm. I mean I I I am all for consensual adults doing consensual things and and It is completely beyond me why anyone would want to be involved in that way with a family member <sighs> I'm not from Arkansas. I don't understand it. But. Yeah, I. I, This is one of those things where I. I don't know how a libertarian I am when it comes to that. I mean. like, Oh, well, we can't procreate. So we should be able to get married. Well. Yeah, but. You and your dog can't procreate, but that doesn't mean that you and your dog should, you know, know each other carnally. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Insanity, insanity all around. I, I'm going to have to call this a night, folks. Um, again, Those of you tuned in live, thank you so very much for coming in. If you are listening to this on podcast, thank you so very much for subscribing. If you are not currently subscribed, I ask you to do four things. It's the same four things I ask every week. Number one, please subscribe. Checking this out. And you you like what you hear you want to get every week. Hit that subscribe button. Number two, leave a rating. Preferably five stars. Number three, write a review. That way, when it pops up as, ah, you may like this other show over here, you'll see that people generally like it based on their views. Except for that one guy. There's always that one. And number four, please share this episode. Share any episode you like with uh, your friends, your family, people who you think we'll appreciate what I have to say and we'll appreciate the ideas I espouse on this program. Or maybe you just want to drive some, somebody bat crap crazy because they're a flaming progressive liberal moron. Send it to them too. I don't care. Use me as a tool to spread hate and discontent amongst those who you want to annoy. I enjoy doing it so much. It's a free service that I offer. If you would like to pay for this service, please go to relentlessdaring.com at the top of the page. You will see the donate button. Click it. And you can set up a one time or a recurring donation. Or you can go to the merch shop. Goes to the merch shop. You can buy a t shirt, hat, coffee cup, whatever. It's cool. You know, again, all this money that comes either from donations or through merch you know, buying merch or visiting our wonderful sponsors such as built bar or my Patriot supply. Click their link in the show notes. All that money goes into a keeping the website live. B keeping the podcast hosted from year to year or C just updating equipment, re- replacing stuff that needs to be replaced as time goes on. It, it's all for keeping the show going again. Thank you so very much. Uh, it means a lot to have you come in every week and listen. Thank you so very much. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless daring on Podbean.com.